0: TII, Item 447, November 8th, 2017, iOS 11.2 Beta 2, iPhone 10, and my 20th anniversary.
1: Welcome to Today in iPhone.
2: I like it a lot. Today in iPhone.
0: Hey, go Oh
3: yeah beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who
0: I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash TII and using promo code TII. Today's episode is brought to you by RxBar. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash TII and use promo code TII at checkout. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Eric for sending in the artwork for today's show. Eric wrote, Hi, Rob. I got this shot in front of the New York City 5th Avenue Apple Store. I used the Apple Camera app, cropped it square, then pulled it into Snapseed with a little filtering and added the text. By the way, a little fun fact, this is Apple's temporary store. It's still located on 5th and 58th in the building where the original FAO Schwartz used to be. But it's just behind the iconic Apple Glass Cube storefront you may have seen before. That site is being renovated at the moment, so they'll be in the FAO Schwartz building for the next year or so. One last thing. Thanks a lot for the qr-codes.com plug on your episode back in June. Regards, Eric B. Or actually, Eric Boyles. Well, Eric, thank you for sending this in. And folks, you can see the art work in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode four forty seven, or at Instagram.com slash today in iOS, and also at Facebook.com slash today in iOS. And if you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at today at gmail dot com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you used to create said artwork and or music. And a quick reminder, check out qr-codes.com to create some QR codes for you now that iOS 11 supports them right from the camera app. As I mentioned in the intro, today is my 20th anniversary. Happy anniversary, honey. Thank you for the last 20 years. Looking forward to the next 20 plus. And before we get into iOS and iPhone news, I want to quickly go over the latest Apple quarterly report. Apple reported $52.6 billion in revenue, the last quarter versus 46.9 billion in the year ago quarter. Total cash rose to 268.9 billion, up 7.4 billion for the quarter. Apple sold 46.7 million iPhones for the quarter, versus 45.5 million in the year ago quarter. iPads sold were 10.3 million, up from 9.3 million the year ago. Even Macs saw an increase to 5.4 million units, up from 4.9 million the year ago. Everything was up. Units, revenue, cash, and their stock. Um, stock prices up quite a bit since the quarterly report. It's at all-time highs. Last quarter, Apple returned $11 billion to investors. They had $15.7 billion in cash flow. And on November 16th, we'll pay a dividend of $0.63 cents per share. Congrats to all those that listened to me in the past and purchased Apple shares. Kind of need them to afford the iPhone 10. Just saying. And we'll get into that later. Per other news from this conference call, well, first, not even a hint about HomePod. Sad face. Tim did specifically say the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus were the two most popular iPhones unit sales-wise every week since their launch. That was a clear smackdown of the rumor that the iPhone 7 had outsold the iPhone 8 last month. Tim would not give any guidance at all on when Apple will reach balance for the iPhone ten. He did say... For the iPhone 8 Plus, it was the fastest start to date of any Plus model iPhone, which Tim said surprised Apple. Overall, nothing really shocking in what Apple reported. As normal, they did not break out unit sales by model, despite clueless analysts wasting their two questions by asking that over and over again. Overall, it was a very good quarter and fiscal year that ended for Apple, where each quarter in the last fiscal year was better than the year-ago quarter for them. And guidance was strong for this quarter, and all that added up to Apple stock going up to, as I mentioned earlier, all-time highs. This, of course, means Apple will be around for another year at least. Hey, good news. We're a little worried there. Oh, and they have a bunch of money that they can put into R&D to make the iPhone 11 and 12 and dot, 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 even more exciting than the iPhone 10. Ah, but before we get to the iPhone 10, let's talk iOS updates. On Monday the 6th, Apple released iOS 11.2 beta 2 to devs. Well, except for the iPhone 10 owners, as 11.2 beta 2 was released to the iPhone 10 dev owners on Friday. All other iPhones that can run iOS 11 now have 11.2 beta 2 available, and on the 7th, Apple also rolled this out to public beta testers. Per what is new, One item is a feature that lets devs offer new customers a discounted introductory price for auto-renewable subscriptions. As I understand this, you can offer a price of, say, $1.99 for the first month and then go up to $3.99 a month thereafter or some other similar type of pricing where you come in with a lower price the first month and then it goes up to a higher price for the auto-renewable subscriptions. And the biggest thing that's new... In Beta 2 is Apple finally added Apple Pay Cash. This means you can send money to anyone else on 11.2 Beta 2, and you can send them money now via the Messages app, for example. This is the peer-to-peer payment system that Apple announced back at WWDC in June. Apple Pay Cash will allow anyone to send money to friends, family members, associates, washed-up sci-fi stars icons, you name it, via the Apple Pay system using credit cards and Touch ID. I can almost feel Gil Gerard's excitement over this news. For those familiar with Venmo, yeah, it's like that, but better. Again, right now, both devices must be on iOS 11.2 beta 2 in order for this to work. And it must be uh, in the, they must be in the US because it's just in the US right now, which for those that are going to the Providence Comic Con this weekend or to Wintercon December 1st to 3rd, you are in luck. More info on this later when 11.2 goes Goldmaster. And finally, beta 2 fixes that insane i bug as in when you type the letter i by itself, iOS 11.x wants to change it to the letter a and some funky characters for some users. I personally never saw that happen, I could not get it to replicate. Standalone eyes work fine for me in iOS 11.x on my multiple devices. And finally, with Beta 2, you guessed it, there's also bug fixes and optimizations. So, there you go. Actually, a pretty decent Beta update, given that we had a major new feature released. WatchOS 4.2 Beta 2 was also released to devs on November 6th, and like with iOS 11.2 Beta 2, this Beta introduces support for Apple Pay Cash, which, hey, you can then use to buy your Buck Rogers Apple Watch Band right from Gil. Beta 2 also had the required bug fixes and optimizations. And that leads us to our final beta update, and that is tvOS 11.2 beta 2. Yep, bug fixes and optimizations and just for devs. Kind of really boring uh, second beta for tvOS, but at least a real new feature with Apple Pay Cash for the other two. No rumors yet for release dates, but if you pull out a calendar, take a look, Really, the most likely date for HomePod pre-orders would be Friday morning at 3.01 a.m. Eastern Time, 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time on December 8th. That would then have delivery starting to customers on Friday, December 15th. That gives you a whole week plus of sales prior to Christmas. However, rumors are the HomePod will be in very, very limited supply. That all said, if it is December 15th for a launch of HomePod, It would be December 12th or 13th for iOS 11.2 to go gold master. Apple right now is just showing an available date message on their site for HomePod. Nothing more. Expect an announcement from Apple around November 29th or 30th about the December 8th pre-order and December 15th launch date. So I would expect somewhere around November 20th and 29th or 30th, Apple will make some sort of announcement either saying those dates or an announcement about a small event at the Apple uh, Center, the new Apple Steve Jobs Center, uh, to talk about the launch of it. Again, this is based on looking at a calendar and seeing what makes the most sense, or as BGR and The Verge would say, based on sources familiar with the product. There was, however, one product launch we do know the exact date for, and it is the iPhone X, and it was last Friday, the 3rd of November, and even Tim Cook was out at an Apple store shaking hands and getting his picture taken with customers. He was at the Palo Alto store, to be specific, and he himself carved the roast beast. I mean, opened the door for the first customers to come in to the store. The iPhone X did bring back the lines to many stores for the first time in a long time, which was nice in some ways, as it gave people that did not pre-order in time a chance to pick up a unit early. I wonder what percentage of those in line on the 3rd also had an iPhone on order as well. I would guess probably well over 50%, likely 75% of those that did walk-in buys on the 3rd probably had an order online that they canceled. And that means, of course, lots of canceled orders after the in-store sales happened, which means others with orders and online that didn't go in line will probably, or should be, hopefully, getting their orders pulled in, which coincide with what I'm hearing from a lot of listeners who are getting their orders pulled in. Like I said, nice to see the lines back in some ways. When it comes to the iPhone 10, there are two very distinct features that differentiate it from the 8 Plus. One is a screen. And we'll get into that in a bit. The other is the more controversial change, and that is the elimination of Touch ID and its replacement with Face ID. Hey
4: Rob, it's Jesse in Michigan. Thanks for the show, man. So quick question. With the facial recognition, me and a couple other tech guys at work were talking about this. Let's say you're doing Apple Pay, right? You're at a vending machine or you're at a a retail store. You definitely don't want to hold the phone up to the device so it recognizes it, brings up your card, and then what do you do? Lift it up again, let it see your face, and then put it back down? That just seems kind of ridiculous. And then the other thing is, what if you're sleeping? Can somebody take your phone Put it up to your face so it sees your face while you're sleeping and unlock it. Or even for that matter, on the street. What if you get to some thug that knocks you out, takes your phone, unlocks it because it, he holds it up to your face? Like, that seems kind of ridiculous. So anyway, if you if you know the answer to those. And then also, I, I went ahead and got the 8 Plus 256 gig. couple reasons. Not really the cost. One was waiting I don't, I don't want to wait. And then the other thing is, looking at the specs, I don't mind a bezel. I, I actually like and prefer the fingerprint unlock. Just for some of the reasons I described, I, I actually think it's more secure uh, unless somebody's gonna try to grab my thumb. And if I'm sleeping, uh, obviously, I, I suspect I'll notice somebody grabbing my hand. If a thug knocks me out, well, it's probably the same problem, isn't it? But Apple Pay for sure is much more convenient unless I'm missing something because it's just one motion. I hold my phone up to the device, push my thumb, boom, done. And then you also mentioned to a listener about on the Play Store, that that seems not very conducive for a good user experience either, in my opinion, if I got to type in my password all the time. For the most part, 95% of the time using my thumbprint to make a purchase has worked flawlessly. I have not had an issue exiting a game by pressing the home button and and accidentally made a purchase, as you stated, but I would think that's pretty rare. If you can answer those questions to me, I'm not sure they thoroughly thought that through unless you're going to tell me that I'm missing the mark here. Thanks a lot, Rob. Appreciate your service. Have a good one.
0: Jesse, rest assured, you are missing the mark. So thank you for the voicemail message. But Apple does claim Face ID is more secure than Touch ID. And the folks at Wired saw those words as a challenge. And they actually went out and enlisted a Hollywood face caster and makeup artist and an experienced biometric hacker. And they brought in their own lead gadget reviewer, David Pierce, and created a mask of his face. And they said, quote, They spent uh, thousands of dollars on every material we could imagine to replicate Pierce's face down to every dimple and eyebrow hair. For any reader with face-hacking ambitions, let us now save you some time and cash. We failed, unquote. Mind you, they had David Pierce sit in a chair while they made a mold of his face to allow them to make the mask, and they still failed. So if you're worried about someone spoofing your face from some pictures on Facebook page, forget about it. And mind you, per sleeping, you have to look at the screen. So we'll get into that in a second. Does this mean Face ID will not get hacked? Heck no. Someone in the next week or two will hack it. And it will get a lot of press coverage that it was hacked. But when you actually look at the details, it will not be like Samsung's hack. That was where they just put another smartphone in front with a picture of somebody, and it unlocked it. That was like as horrible a hack as you could, anybody could replicate it. It was so easy. It was completely worthless, Samsung's security. This is different. It will likely be something similar to what Wire did, where they will be completely unpractical in the real-world application of hacking it, just like the early Touch ID hacks were impractical as well. And by the way, yes, there were hacks and have been hacks on Touch ID. So as much as you think that is secure, it has been hacked. But again, it's they're not practical hacks. And Face ID hacks are likely not going to be practical hacks either. For unlocking when you're sleeping, like Jesse asked, one thing to point out, by default, you have to be looking at the iPhone to unlock it. If you are someone that sleeps with your eyes open, you may not want to allow purchases with Face ID, as your kids may be stocking up on coins in their favorite apps. But for those of us that actually sleep with our eyes closed, then I would argue it's much easier for someone to press your thumb against the iPhone when you're asleep than it is for them to pry open your eyelids and have you look at the iPhone without waking up. I think the whole unlocking while you sleep in default mode is a non-issue. However, if you are a blind user, then things do change as you need to change the setup under accessibility to where you do not look at it to unlock. You go to settings, general, accessibility, face ID and attention and then you can turn off require attention for face ID. This was a big question that had come up when face ID was first announced and we had reported that there would be a feature to allow you to not have to look to unlock. And it is pretty easy to set that up. You may also want to do this if you find your favorite sunglasses do not work with Face ID. I tested my Warby Parker sunglasses and they worked great with Face ID, so not an issue with me. Listener Mark Lawrence tested Face ID with four pair of sunglasses. What he found was that the shreds Smith's and Oakley's uh, Face Face ID work great, but not with Parasol. He said all lenses are polarized on that. So, folks, if you find some that do or do not work, sunglasses, that is, that do not do not work with Face ID, let us know, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios.gmail.com. Per Mark, he sent an email to Craig Fredericre at Apple, about the parasol sunglasses not working and here is Craig's reply quote: "Hi Mark, I'll let the team know there are definitely some sunglasses that block the particular wavelength of IR light that face ID uses to see your eyes if you do really want to continue using those sunglasses, you could try disabling attention awareness, although that would allow your iPhone to be unlocked when you aren't looking at your phone, so there is some security trade-off. Craig, unquote. Apple may need to add sunglass mode in control center, so you can quickly toggle on and off attention awareness when you put on or take off your sunglasses. Per Mark, he did reply with this message, quote, loving my iPhone 10, and aside from my sunglasses problem, face ID is very impressive, totally exceeded my expectations, unquote. One thing I did not see in the reviews I looked at on Face ID is how good a job it does recognizing you as you while at the same time not recognizing someone else as you and recognizing me as me with or without sunglasses or glasses and with or without beard growth or with or without hair on my head. Okay, that last one, my iPhone gets off easy. But however... Overall, how, how quickly it recognizes me is really, really impressive. Except that when I trained it, it was with my chin down, so it's like it's best when I pull my chin in and kind of like get the double chin going towards my chest that it usually gets to unlock right away. One thing I have had a hard time getting it to do is unlock when it's flat on the table in front of me. I have to lean over the iPhone X to finally get it to unlock. Actually, what I decided to do was reset face ID. You do that by going to settings, face ID, and passcode, enter your PIN, then tap uh, Face uh, reset face ID, then tap set up face ID. Then I corrected this mistake that I made originally with setting it up. I or originally held it in front of me at around eye level. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That's not how you normally unlock. So what I did was. Um, I I set it up how I should have set it up. Rather, um, the second time, I put it on my desk next to my computer where it normally is and I sat how I normally sit and then I tilted it up with the minimal amount that I needed to get me in frame when training it. And as a result, uh, it still does not unlock when it's on my desk in front of me, unless I lean forward still. Oh well. Also, uh, it will not let me train my French bulldog's face to it. I tried and tried. But I think both my iPhone and my French Bulldog, um, well, they thought I was being annoying. One sad thing about Face ID is there is only one face per device. It is very monogamous relationship between you and your phone. Uh, Whereas Touch ID had a very polyamorous relationship where you could have multiple people open it with their fingers. However, Face ID is really one human kind of gal. I want to once again thank Casper for supporting our show in 2017. The nights I record are the nights I get my best night's sleep. As I get to go and use the Casper mattress as recording night means kids get to sleep with mom and dad sleeps on the Casper mattress. It is by far the best mattress in the house, but don't take my word on how good the mattresses are. There are well over 20,000 reviews on Amazon and Google with an average of 4.8 stars. It is quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Why do they get such a great rating, you ask? Well, Casper Mattresses combine supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface that is perfectly designed for the human body. It is engineered to soothe and cradle your natural curves. It is designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. They offer sizes from twin to California kings with a great price. And with Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You don't like it, you get your money back. and They come and pick it up and pack it up and donate it to charity. If you go to casper.com TII and use promo code TII, you will save $50 towards any mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. And it is really convenient. You order online and it is delivered right to your door. So no need to go out in the cold to get it either. Delivery right now is for the U.S. and Canada and is free delivery. And when it said mattress is delivered, it is in a squarish box. that You think, no way is there a mattress in there. But way. And you get a cool little tool and you cut open the package and the mattress opens up and expands to form. It is really amazing. Just Google Casper Mattress Unboxing. Again, to save $50 on a mattress, go to casper.com slash TII. Use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII promo code TII to save $50. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress and for sponsoring this show.
2: Rob, Jeff from Connecticut. iPhone ten, Brilliant. Awesome. I've had it now, I don't know, six, seven hours. Brilliant. Had some difficulties restoring from the iCloud because I brought my iPhone 7 to 11.2 beta and uh, needed to downgrade that back to 11.1 so that I could back it up, so that I could bring it back down, because iPhone 10 does not have a 11.2 beta as of yet. Anyways, we got it all restored and uh, working beautifully, and the Face ID is just transparent. Don't even know it's there. It's awesome. It goes very fast. The screen, gorgeous. The size, perfect. Yeah, I know I paid a lot of money for it, so of course I'm going to like it, but really it's just done very nicely. Sitting in my car, I was uh, obviously in the dark. Face ID worked perfectly. I had to pay for some food uh, that I purchased and uh, the Apple Pay worked flawlessly. I hit the uh, the button twice on the side and uh, scanned my face and went through immediately. It's all very natural. Only part I don't like is reachability because you have to finagle your thumb a little bit differently. But other than that, it's perfect. Everything else is intuitive enough to pick up, and uh, I'm sure a couple of people will complain about this and that, but it's working good, loving it, and I hope you're enjoying yours too. Rob, thanks again. Appreciate it.
0: Jeff, thank you for the feedback, and we'll jump to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I have an iPhone 10 since launch day, and my goodness, it is amazing. Face ID works perfectly and only fails if I have something in front of my face, like a fork or a spoon. Even at night, in the dark, it works. I really don't notice the notch, and the learning curve it took literally no time at all. I can see why Tim Cook called it the de- next decade of phones. emoji is a hit with everyone, and those without the eye. iPhone X can still view the animations. The camera is amazing. Solid battery life, too. And somehow, they made the speakers louder. Best phone ever, period. Regards, Ender. Well, Ender, thank you for the feedback. And remember, don't call it a notch. Apple just added ears to give you a little bit more screen space. I actually put up a, a nice little picture of Spock, my Frenchie, where his ears fit nicely into the ears on the iPhone. I put that up, if you can see that, at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS. Uh, but it was cute. His ears do fit right in, into the ears on there. So maybe Johnny Ive has a has a Frenchie bulldog, and that would explain a lot. And Ender, per your comment on the speakers, absolutely agree with you. The speakers on the iPhone X are phenomenal iFixit once again dissected the latest iPhone for our educational entertainment benefit. First thing to point out is the RAM size. As expected, it is 3GB of RAM for the iPhone X. Next up is battery size. And really, let's start with battery shape. As it has been rumored in the past, it is an L-shaped dual-cell battery. This allowed for a larger battery in a smaller package. There is a 2716 milliamp hour battery in the iPhone X package that is just slightly bigger than the 8 Plus battery, which is 2691 milliamp hours. Again, the iPhone X is the TARDIS of iPhones. But when talking about iPhone batteries, the 7 Plus has them both beat. That had a 2900 milliamp hour battery versus 2750 for the 6S Plus. And there was a 2,915 milliamp hour battery for the 6 plus battery, which remains the king of all the iPhone batteries, just to put all the batteries in perspective for the plus size. That all said, the biggest battery does not always mean the best battery life. There are many, many other factors. And given that the iPhone 8 plus battery is smaller than the iPhone 10's, but both use the same processor and mostly the same components, especially on the communication side, overall that is, then it comes down to the power required for the screen and in theory, the slightly larger iPhone 10 OLED screen should draw less power than the iPhone 8 Plus's screen, in theory. In short, if you liked the battery life of any of your plus-size phones, you should like the battery life in your iPhone 10, As when it comes to batteries, the iPhone X is definitely in the same league as the plus-size devices, and not that of the non-pluses, which is good for iPhone X owners. I have not had a chance yet really to test out the battery life. That is something I'll do this week and next week. Most of the time um, has been about getting it set up and testing features, and I did set it up from scratch. So I set it up as a brand new phone, not from a backup. And one more thing of importance that came out of the iFixit teardown is this. You don't want to crack the screen. And you really, really, really do not want to crack the the back glass. You have to completely remove all the components to replace the back glass. If you crack or shatter the back glass, you are best off getting a glass protector for it and then placing it in a case and really you should have had it in the case to start with given the issues replacing the back glass and the cost of replacing the screen or the back glass um, and, and that neither is really a DIY project, uh, I highly recommend a case or a really really good insurance coverage I have it's over 500 dollars to replace the screen on the iPhone 10. I have the Apple leather folio case, and I really like it. It gives protection to the screen and to the back, and I can keep my credit card and driver's license plus some cash in it. And with the cameras on the back now being rotated 90 degrees and lining up along the edge, when you fold over the cover of the case to the back of the iPhone X, it does not get in the way of it, uh, of the camera that is, which maybe exactly why Apple reoriented the cameras in the way they did. I had a folio case for my iPhone 7 Plus that I really liked. It was from Nomad. And and I actually liked the layout of the card slots better than Apple's design. Um, and we'll need to check with Nomad to see if they release an iPhone 10 folio case because I probably wound up getting that. But I digress. Um, the one issue with the iPhone 7 Plus and 8 Plus um, when using the folio case is when you fold over the cover on the back of the phone, it gets in the way of the camera. Again, with the iPhone 10 and Apple's folio case, that is no longer an issue. You can fold it, the cover behind the phone and hold it up against the back with one hand, and it does not get in the way of your pictures. So, FYI, overall, iFix gave the iPhone 10 a score of 6 for repairability, which is what the iPhone 8 Plus received as well. To point of reference, the iPhone 6 Plus, 6S Plus, and 7 Plus all receive scores of a 7 for repairability. So the iPhone 10 and the iPhone 8 Plus are more difficult to repair than the previous plus-size units.
4: Hey, Rob, this is Scott calling in on the iPhone 10 right now. Uh, I pre-ordered it last Friday at 2.02 a.m. my time. Uh, I breezed right through the Apple Store app, It was really easy. Some people said they had issues. I had no issues whatsoever. Today is Friday, and I just got it. So some good things about it, the screen. The screen is probably the best part. It just takes the whole phone up, and I just love it. And Face ID, too. uh, Whenever I would use my iPhone 7 Plus touch sensor, never really worked with my sweaty hands, because I have sweaty hands quite often. And it really annoyed me, but with Face ID, it works almost all the time so far. Talk to you later.
0: Scott, thanks for your feedback, and let's jump into the email bag. Hi, Rob It's Tosin from Redditch, England, and I hope I got that right. I uh, hope you are well. I'm just writing to give you my experience with the iPhone ten. I had a midday delivery, and the delivery guy who delivers my phones came relatively early in the time slot I was given. I got to say the device looks gorgeous. I got the space gray two fifty six gig so difficult to tell the sea lines between the aluminum and the glass. It definitely has a premium feel and weight in the hand. Sadly, I had to clad it quickly in my Spigen case. The notch, as they call it, I can't deny for now. I can see very easily, but then it's been less than 24 hours coming from an iPhone 7 Plus. This phone feels small, and in the new world, where Apple has made us like bigger is better. Um, For all of 60 seconds, it feels inferior, but then fire it up and the screen and let Face ID do its magic, and you are blown away. I've tried it with a hat and sunglasses on, and it works each time. It's incredibly fast and makes it feel like uh, the age when we didn't use passcodes. So I'm impressed uh, with the distance from which it unlocks. The size difference which will take a little getting used to. As I type this email now, it's taking a bit more effort. Overall, love the phone, and we'll keep feedback uh, feeding back uh, more as I use it. Thanks for all you do. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Regards, Tosin. Well, Tosin, thank you very much for your feedback. And again, Scott, thank you for yours as well. And of course, folks, if you have feedback about the iPhone X, good or bad, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. All right, now let's talk about the second major differentiator, the iPhone X versus the iPhone 8 Plus, and that's the screen. The iPhone X offers a higher-density OLED display. And let's look at what DisplayMate has to say about the iPhone X display. Without getting too technical, DisplayMate said the following, quote, The iPhone X is the most innovative and high-performance smartphone display that we have ever tested. What makes the iPhone X the best smartphone display is the impressive precision display calibration that Apple developed that transforms the OLED hardware into a superbly accurate, high performance, and gorgeous display. Based on our extensive lab tests and measurements, the iPhone X becomes the best performing smartphone display that we've ever tested, earning DisplayMate's highest ever A grade. The iPhone X is an impressive display with close to textbook perfect calibration and performance, unquote. If you are a display snob, if you are someone that knows that how the display looks is very important to you, then you will not be disappointed by the iPhone X. It really, really is a beautiful display. But the iPhone X is not perfect, and the display tech is not perfect. As Apple warned for the iPhone 10 about screen burn, this is something all OLED displays can have happened to them. First, if you have set your display to never lock, yeah, change that to five minutes or less. I had my 7 Plus as never lock, um, but I've gone to five minutes now for the display to lock up on the Apple. Um, and Apple defaults, by the way, to 30 seconds. So five minutes is the longest you can get to before you get to never lock. Um, so you can see. Um, well, Apple, by making it 30 seconds, you can see what they're thinking. Even at five minutes, it is a pain when trying to watch something like Amazon Prime on my Apple TV. Now, I have to change it, I had to change it back to Neverlock, then turn the display brightness all the way down. If I'm going to airplay an Amazon Prime video or something else to my Apple TV, um, it was a pain. Let's just say this, hopefully Amazon Prime for Apple TV launches soon, as right now the hassle to change the settings and remember to change them back, it's better to just watch Netflix on, on the Apple TV app and not bother with AirPlay and Amazon Prime right now. Note, with my iPhone ten, locking the screen killed AirPlay, which maybe is a bug. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. In any case, hopefully Amazon Prime comes to Apple TV soon and makes this issue moot. There is, however, another issue with the screen, and that has to do with the UI. And this is one that I was rather disappointed with. On all the plus size phones, if you go from portrait to landscape, the icons rotate and the dock moves to the bottom of the screen in landscape. Not so with the iPhone X. Same issue with the Notes app and the Mail app. On the plus phones, there is a different layout in landscape with basically a split screen. More um, iPadish um, on the layout for the apps, but not with the iPhone 10. I'm really saddened by this. I, I really like the landscape split screen mode for both of those apps. I searched around for a way to get this to work for my iPhone 10, and I could not find one. And speaking of landscape mode and not working, um, unlocking the iPhone 10 does not work in landscape mode. Let's say you have the iPhone in landscape mode and for some crazy reason, like, oh, I don't know, like watching a video, and you lock the screen for a few minutes, you, you paused it, and you lock the screen, and then you want to unlock it. And you actually have to pick it up, rotate it back to portrait mode, unlock it. Okay, it doesn't sound so horrible, except unless you happen to have it mounted in a dock. I don't want to, like, say, uh, in your car or something like that. And then you have to remove it to unlock it or type in a passcode point is, for smart as face ID is, it does not handle a rotation of 90 degrees at all. If you are a longtime iPhone plus user and you like the special landscape features, you will be disappointed to find out the iPhone 10 does not support those features. I sent an email to Tim Cook asking if support for landscape um, uh, was a feature that was coming to the iPhone in, in the future or if they will remain only for the plus size phones. I doubt I'll get a reply, but hey, we did have someone reply when I sent the accessibility question, so maybe we'll get lucky. But unfortunately, right now, it looks like landscape mode special features are for plus size phones, and the iPhone X is not included in that special group. I want to thank RX Bar for sponsoring our show again. As I mentioned, I have been eating protein bars for a long time. And I have really enjoyed my RX Bars. With my travel schedule these past few months, it was really nice to have something good in my laptop bag to eat on the go that actually tasted good and was good for me. You see, RX Bars decided to take a different approach to protein bars and make them only out of natural ingredients. And then they listed those core ingredients right on the front of the package, like on my current favorite, chocolate sea salt, which has three egg whites, six almonds, four cashews, two dates, And no BS. It's written right up there on the front. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavors. Chocolate sea salt is my favorite, which is followed closely by blueberry, mixed berry, and then peanut butter chocolate. I like to keep a mix of bars with me when I travel and here around the house. Okay, I admit it, sometimes it's easier to eat one of them for lunch than it is to get out of my office to make lunch. I have no guilt in eating an RX bar for lunch. RX bars are gluten free, soy free, and dairy free. There is no added sugar, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors, no preservatives, and no fillers. Turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good. Who would have thunk? Well, evidently, not those from the others that I've been eating for years. With RX bar, you can actually taste the real fruit and the spices like the sea salt. Again, these are delicious and not what you think of when I say protein bars. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout. Whether you like sweet and savory chocolate or fruit flavors, there is an RX bar for you. If you're looking for a great whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients that taste delicious, then once again, go to rxbar.com slash TII and enter promo code TII at checkout for 25% off your first order. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I have one iPhone X question. Does it have a system-wide dark mode? I'm not referring to smart invert colors. Dark is a low-power state for OLED. Thanks, Stephen. No, and well, kind of yes. If you go to Settings, General Accessibility, Display, Accommodations, there are a few settings you can choose from. If you select Reduce White Point, this will reduce the intensity of bright colors, and can adjust how much um, you can adjust how much you want that. Um, combined with color filters and or invert colors, you may be able to get the effect that you're looking for. It'll take a little tweaking though. Going grayscale on color filters with reduced white point will reduce power. It will also look like crap. Well, not really, it'll look like depressingly gray. But if power conservation is your key item, and or you are sight-impaired and just want it for voiceover, then again, go to settings, general accessibility, display accommodations. In theory, it should be possible with the iPhone X and the right screen settings to greatly improve your battery life and make it much better than the iPhone 8 Plus's battery life. In theory.
5: Hey, Rob. all Tabert is in Columbia, Missouri. A long time you talk. Hey, we just got done listening to the news podcast, and uh, but uh, personally, I'm not getting the X because... I personally am a bigger fan of the touch ID rather than the face ID, and it's beautiful, but at the same time, it's like, I'll probably go with the 8+, plus. I'm still rocking the 7+, plus right now, and have no issues with that, so I'm holding off on like getting an upgrade, when I do, I'll probably go with the 8+. plus. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that you're exactly right, Notre Dame should have totally won that game. Uh, that was a huge rivalry in our house, because my girlfriend is a huge UGA fan, and I'm a Scrooge fans, so we'll get them around at the championship. Thanks for all you doing, you know, and have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Chris, thanks for the feedback. One change on the default keyboard for the iPhone X is there is a new bar below the keys uh, where on one side you have the icon for the switch, the to switch keyboards, and the other side you have the mic icon. This is nice as it moves the mic away from the space bar. I can't count the number of times I've accidentally tapped the mic when I'm typing on the keyboard. Her, the new bar, it does serve a couple of purposes. One is to move the keyboard up away from the bottom of the screen, which is now also the bottom of the phone. So ergonomically, it makes sense for the footer bar. Uh, Two, as I mentioned, it fixes the issue of accidentally tapping the mic icon by getting it out of the way from the space bar. And three, there's speculation that Apple could start putting favorite items down on the bar between the two current icons cuz one's on all the way on the left, one's all the way on the right, and you have this clearly awkward looking open space there that needs something to go in there. Would be nice if we could manually pick what those items are, but for now we just get wide open gray space. Thanks Apple. To the email bag. hi Rob, two quick, well, kind of observations on my first day with the iPhone X. Notification Center finally becomes super useful thanks to Face ID and Apple's implementation of it. Since the first iPhone, I have felt notifications weren't super useful. I've emailed Apple several times regarding this. Now with the iPhone X, when I wake it up from being locked... I see my list of notifications and I can easily view messages, respond to, and delete emails. The fact that Face ID unlocks the phone but doesn't take you to the home screen is brilliant in my opinion. I will now be able to do so much more from notifications without having to open any apps. Prior versions of the iPhone, I would either tap Touch ID and the notification center disappeared or... If I remembered to not touch the home button with the wrong finger, if I wanted to delete an email from the list, I would immediately see the Touch ID and number pad screen. It was never efficient. The other observation is the speakers are much improved. The sound coming from the iPhone X is great. Thanks, Rob, for the show. Regards, Darren. Darren, thanks for another vote on the speakers. Yes, like I said, really, really do a nice job. Okay, switching gears. I've done my best to work without the home button. And I'm getting used to it. That said, some people that get the iPhone 10 will decide they really, really, really want the home button feature. And it is possible to put a virtual home button on your iPhone 10. Go to Settings app, then General, then Accessibility, then scroll down to Assistive Touch and turn it on. Then for single tap, set it to Home. For double tap, set it to multitasking. For long press, set it to Siri. And for 3D touch, set it to control center. Then set the opacity to about 15%, so it's barely noticeable and does not cause any screen burn. And then uh, center that button up uh, on the bottom of the screen or move it to where you prefer it. So it is, again, possible to create a virtual home button uh, and have it work the way the old home button worked again. I'm working to get used to life without the home button. But it's tough because well, all my other iOS devices still have the home button. So it's actually kind of tough going back and forth now between my iPad and my iPhone. Um, if you really are missing the home button, uh, that setup I just mentioned does work pretty well. Again, settings, general, accessibility, scroll down to assistive touch, turn it on, and then set up for single, double, long press, and 3D touch as desired. To the email bag, Hi Rob, I ordered the iPhone 10 Space Gray 256 gig, on October 27th at 2.01am Central Time. I placed the online order via Verizon. I was pleasantly surprised how quickly the entire process took, all about a four minutes. My first choice was to get silver already sold out. I was immediately given a confirmation date by Verizon of eleven three delivered. Sure enough, FedEx delivered this beautiful new phone at 10.03 a.m. on eleven three. I have taken the weekend to begin to figure it out and how some features work, and I've called Apple for assistance. I've only reached for the non-existent home button, oh, 15 times or so. All in all, though, initial thoughts are great phone. Two thumbs up. Regards, Rob in Chicago. Well, thanks, Rob, for your feedback. Some interesting stats on who is buying the iPhone tens from Slice Intelligence. Just 3.8% of initial buyers, and this is that first weekend buyers, came from Android. The biggest group of buyers, three, uh, 33%, roughly came from the iPhone 7 Plus, followed by 18% from the iPhone 7 and then 14% from the iPhone 6. I would guess that group is... That last group there, the iPhone 6, is big because there were so many iPhone 6 buyers originally. Slice Intelligence, as in the, the first day of iPhone ten sales, says there was a 25% greater number of iPhone ten sold than iPhone 6, and that was the previous record holder for the first four days after release of iPhone sales. That said, given that Apple does not release data, They are forced to rely on users accessing apps, I guess, and some surveys to figure out where they came from. So take it for what it's worth, but still 25% more new iPhone 10s than iPhone 6s in the first four days uh, when they were both available. It's pretty impressive, even if it's just per those accessing apps and answering surveys for Slice Intelligence. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm a proud owner of a Series 3 Apple Watch and also an iPhone 10. Even though I would love to take the iPhone everywhere, I'm going to try to cut the cord and start using the watch for how it's meant to be used by taking just the watch. I quickly noticed some apps do not update unless connected to the phone, which is exactly the messages I remember seeing, but it leaves me with a question. How do I tell which apps can and cannot update on cellular alone or on Wi-Fi without the phone? Is there something in the app description which tells you if the app has this capability also i have a question about the watch when i go for a walk without the phone just the watch which location is shared if the phone how can you let the location on the watch be the one shared thanks for the show and i hope you're enjoying your iphone 10 regards john john in the latter one there i believe it is the watch that is shared in defaults uh, there's if they're separated it goes by the watch i believe if you're wearing it, so it knows that you're wearing it, so it knows that's actually where you are. Uh, And then how do you know which apps can and cannot update on cellular that? You have to look at the descriptions. Uh, You need to look at the descriptions in the Watch App Store and also in the iOS App Store. So you need to look for those descriptions and see what they say as far as what the apps can and cannot do directly with data, cellular data especially. Part of the reason for the supposed record iPhone X sales is YouTube and all those YouTubers buying the new iPhone X so they can drop it, scratch it, burn it, bend it, blend it, kick it, lick it, submerge it, and dissect it. There might be as many as iPhone 10s that were destroyed at the opening weekend for YouTube videos as were sold for the original iPhone opening weekend 10 years ago. So, before we get into what it was found on these videos, let's get one thing straight. The iPhone X has glass on the front and glass on the back. Or to rehash a quote from me about the iPhone 4 when it was introduced, it is like having your toast buttered on both sides. There is no good way to drop it if it is naked. So put some clothes on your iPhone 10 and on your iPhone 8 and your 8 Plus as well. Having a case that protects the front and back is important. Duh. Duh. And guess what happens if you drop your toast with butter on both sides? It lands butter side down. And that's not good. So what do the videos out there say about the iPhone X when dropped? Well, it depends on which one you watch. Some have it surviving fine from waist height drops on the sides in the front and the back. Others have it shattering for the same exact tests. Seems like it's more about luck than anything else. If you drop it and it does not crack, um, remove luck from the picture and get a case and a ridge and uh, make sure the ridge on the front is pretty high so that when you drop it, the screen's not going to touch. And make sure you have some solid protection on the back that will protect it from a drop as well. Again, don't rely on luck. Get a glass screen protector and get it at the Apple store and then let them put it on for you. They have a tool that does this. Or you could always just take it home and, well, you know, that never goes well. Unless you're into bubbles, then yes, in-home placement of your screen protector will be fine if you love bubbles. But if you don't love bubbles, I'd I'd recommend going to the Apple Store. I I actually purchased a screen protector, didn't have my phone with me, so I have to take it back to the Apple Store to get the screen protector put on. Per bend tests. Those, at least, um, the videos seem to all be in agreement about. It doesn't bend. Per the broken glass, uh, did we mention it's over a $500 charge for replacement? So, so yeah, um, get a case. Heck, I, I even did my unboxing video on the floor, on the carpet, just to make sure it could not be dropped and broken while we were doing the unboxing video. Um, I, I didn't have a case until that night. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, I love my iPhone ten. It's smooth, and I love the Face ID. And it feels so good in the hands when it's naked. I only have it uh, naked inside the house, but when I go out, I will put some clothes on it, uh, on the iPhone, meaning a case. And this is my first time having a 64-gig iPhone. I've always had a 16-gig iPhone. I had an iPhone 6, so it was time for an upgrade. I got the silver iPhone 10. I did pre-order, so I got in on time. Regards, Sade. Well, thank you so much for the feedback. Howdy, Rob.
5: Drew from Amarillo, Texas. Just thought I'd share my launch day experience. What a disappointment. I've been to a couple of our local AT&T stores, which is how I normally would pick up my phone on launch day. Have never been a big pre-order, but always had good luck and a good experience. And signs posted outside. This location will not receive any iPhone Xs today. Please come in to place your regular order during normal business hours. Maybe that's how all those orders, pre-orders got pulled back, pulled all the store stock. Well, I'm glad you got your phone coming. Uh, apparently, I'll have to wait a little longer for mine. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you very much. Howdy, Rob. Drew again in Amarillo. Just an update on my more fun launch day experience. After going by all three AT&T stores in town on launch day, before hours, and as I told before, Signs saying no iPhones Then going in to speak with some of the different representatives During business hours They're saying don't expect store stock Until December on the iPhone 10. They're not going to have any they don't even, They're not even recommending you try to order in store They're recommending you go through the AT&T app I gotta say It's a disappointment compared to past years Being able to go in on launch day And all the buzz and the little line you get to stand in And talking to other folks That like Apple products it's a little bit sad, so I guess I'll fire up just my regular old app, get on to the Apple store and order me a iPhone 10, team and wait patiently for it to arrive. Maybe I should have got on and pre-ordered like you smarter folk. Well, Rob, you have a great day. Thanks for everything you do. Bye-bye.
0: Drew, sorry to hear that your experience was way suboptimal. But uh, when I went to the Apple Store the night of the release to get my case for it, I asked them how long they had iPhone 10s available that day. And they said until the late afternoon was when they had them until they were finally sold out. So unlike in Texas, at least in Leawood, Kansas, there were iPhones available for walk-in orders at the Apple Store. And the people at the Apple Store said that they expected more the next morning. You can go to Apple's site and check availability for the iPhone 10s in your area. Checking some random zip codes around the U.S. uh, on the Apple site, I did find some stores had availability uh, in Minneapolis, uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, for example. But just for Space Gray 64 gig uh, and uh, all the other three versions were sold out. So only the 64 gig Space Grays were available in those states in those locations. I only tested about 10 zip codes by the way and was able to find some iPhone 10s that were in stock so it's not completely out of stock at this point for the iPhone 10. It's hard to tell if this means Apple's doing much much better on inventory supply chain management or that demand is lower than some make it out to be. Right now initially the analysts are all on the side of better supply chain management and hence why Apple stock is at an all-time high. I'm also hearing from quite a few listeners that their orders have been pulled in, like mine. And so it seems, at least for those with orders out there, something happened to one of the bottlenecks in production that has allowed Apple to get more units out the door sooner than expected.
6: Hi, Rob. Jeff Grossman from Redmond, Washington. Just wanted to tell you how I got my new iPhone 10. I didn't want to go through the craziness of being up till midnight and trying to make sure I could get into the store or the app or whatever. I just figured I would wait and get the phone when I got the phone. I didn't have to be the first on my block. turns out that by coincidence, my wife and I were at the Apple store in Bellevue, Washington on Saturday, November 4th because she was having an issue with her phone, and we had a Genius Bar appointment. Uh, we got there a little early, and while we were waiting, I asked one of the people if they had any available iPhone 10s. They said, sure, you have to order it online, just use one of the computers right here. I went through the whole ordering process, and lo and behold, by the time we left the store, having had our Genius Bar appointment, I had my iPhone 10 64-gig black in my hand. You know, one day after the very first people got it, I got mine with what seems like a lot less toil and trouble. Obviously, I'm lucky in this situation. I'm sure not the case in every Apple store, but for me, it worked out. Just wanted to let you know how that went. Thanks for everything that you do. Keep up the good work.
0: Jeff, thank you for the feedback.
6: Into the email bag.
0: Hi, Rob. Delivery of my iPhone ten has been moved up a week. Yay, I should get it the first week of December now. Regards, Thomas in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Thomas, you may just want to check online at the Apple stores to see if there's anyone that's nearby you where you can go and pick one up. Just saying. It might be possible. Apple also announced the launch of the iPhone X in 13 more countries on November 24th. Those countries are Albania. Yay, Albania. Bosnia. Cambodia. Kosovo. Mako. Macedonia, Malaysia, Montenegro, Serbia, South Africa, South Korea, Thailand, and Turkey. And Israel will get it as well one day earlier on the 23rd. So really 14 more countries on the 23rd and 24th of November. They join 58 other countries or territories where the iPhone X is already launched, bringing the total number to 72 countries and territories in the first month of launch that has access to the iPhone X. Um, now kind of we know why this launch is bigger than the iPhone 6, because, well, it's bigger. Only Brazil is actually missing from the BRIC countries. That must mean it's a rick roll out. Sorry, couldn't
4: resist.
2: Hey, Rob, this is Tony from Santa Clarita. Got a question you can ask Siri. Ask her, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Have fun with it.
1: Thanks, Tony, for the suggestion. What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm playing around with AR and VR. IRL for real.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Just recycling my max aluminum, steel, copper, gold, and silver. You can do this, too, at any Apple store.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm counting up all the things I'm thankful for. Here we go 0000, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 0001, 0010. 0,
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Just responding to 3 million people calling out, Hey Siri, at the same time.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Just hanging out with Liam.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm reminding 3.4 million people to buy turkey and cranberry sauce.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving? CrossFit. What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Just hanging out at home, talking to the bedroom light. He's led a fascinating life.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Zebedee, Zechariah, Zoe, just working on my articulation. Ask me how I pronounce names.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Helping Liam recycle motherboards into solar panels, so we can all have a brighter future.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm stuffing my virtual cornucopia with infinite thanks.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm at work. My shift ends in 614,978 years.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Just some lemmatization with lemmings.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
3: I'm getting excited about this Cyber Monday. I hear that's the day everybody dresses up as a robot, so I'm getting my Gort costume ready. Or, wait, is that Cyborg Monday?
0: And that was really easy to do now that the Siri activation is on the power button on the side. So for me to record that segment is easier than it's ever been. So I actually like how the Siri activation is on the iPhone X. And thanks to Tony for that suggestion for Siri. Coming up next week, I'm actually going to be in New York City again. I'm going to Microsoft Connect. They invited me out to a couple more interviews. We'll have some of those guests on future episodes of Today in iOS. Thank you, Microsoft, for once again inviting me out to your conference. And the Connect one's a really great one, other than it being just New York City, but it's a really nice conference. So I am looking forward to being out there for that event next week. I'm going to do my best to get an episode out the door next week. We will see, as always, when I travel, it's hit or miss on whether I can get the episode out. But I'm going to get my show notes done this week before I go. So all I'll have to do next week is actually record which reminds me, I better install Evernote on my iPhone 10. Thanks again to RxBar for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to rxbar.com slash TII and use promo code TII at checkout for 25% off your first order. Before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, can be a question or rant about something else. An app or product view, good or bad, as long as it's iOS-related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you have created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And, of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. It's your show, and your feedback is greatly desired. So, please, emails, voicemails, send in your thoughts about the iPhone 10. Uh, What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? It's not perfect, um, but it sure is better than everything else. And uh, we'll be talking more about that on the next episode. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. And finally, see a quick reminder, if you are an iBook author or an app dev, if you want to get your app featured on the promo giveaway segment, For free, we just need five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and you use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 off a mattress shipped right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII. Finally, check out the newly updated Ti app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course, and it seems to work pretty well with the iPhone X. Please go right now and download the Ti app to get the uh, latest update or to get it for your first time. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today and iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.